Hey, I'm Dean. And I'm Derek. Let's go to work. You are so unpredictable. You constant. You're like the New England weather. That's what you're like. You're like a. You're like the female New England weather. It's true. I'm I probably gonna... just insulted half of our audience. Why right female? There. Well, because women are unpredictable. Yeah, explain that. Because oh. women are unpredictable. Really? Well, not yes. our guest today. Our guest today For is not unpredictable. For those of you listening, I would just like you to know that who who the person who made that statement was uh. Derek, not Dean. I I don't believe women are predictable. I think they're unbelievable. Oh, here smart, we go. You would have been better saying men. nothing. You would have been better saying. Absolutely nothing. Our guest today is not unpredictable. No, she's uh, she's very impressive. All right, Dean, who's on today? Who do Sarah Sladek. Yep. And where is she from? She's from Minnesota. <laughs> she is from Minnesota, but Sarah owns the company XYZ University. Now, this is not a campus that you can visit. It is a digital campus. No, and this is a very interesting thing. Yes. Because large companies uh, looking for help looking to inspire the next generation, hire the next generation. Right. She helps them figure them out. Which is, that solves a huge problem. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. Okay. I mean, because the generations are separated. Well, don't you think the younger generation actually, okay, you you know, Jack's in the studio today. Yes. So Jack's part of that generation, the XYZ generation. And I completely have no idea how to... (laughs) Talk to him, how to advise him. Well, let's talk to him right now through these microphones. He's in a separate room right now. He's Uh, just shaking his head. I know. But, you know, you think about it. Sometimes I think that Jack's generation and the kids younger than him, because he's, what, a junior in college now? Yeah. They think that we don't get them, which most of us don't get them. To some, They don't get us, I guess. But there is a level, I guess, of disrespect, I think, when we try to force – you know, the younger generation to do things our way when we need to have more of a relationship with them and see how would you do this? You know, give me some feedback. Right. And I think that's probably what Sarah and Brad, her husband, you know, really started to do from a business point of view. Right. It's it's building a bridge with the next generation right. because there's a lot of negativity from older people like you. No, not uh, me, man. I'm I'm positive. <laughs> no, by talking the way, about that younger the way, generation, they don't do this. They don't. Me, no, I'm, I'm open. I'm, no, I'm open and positive. Them. You're a disaster. By the way, if you need to reach us, it's contact us at deananderick.com. And uh, also, you can get onto our Facebook or Instagram. Everything's under Dean and Derek. And we're here because we want to teach you more about the value, not only of your home and your investment, but we want you to understand the construction industry. We want you to understand the business of construction and decisions that are making that are going to affect everything that you, as a homeowner and us as homeowners, will see within anything that's being built. I believe we're morphing into a lifestyle show. We are more. We definitely are into lifestyle. We have food. We uh, teach you how. To do things but all that products. comes down to your home. All that comes down yes. to stuff you like to do at your house. So that will definitely be. But let's bring Sarah in, Dean, before we go on, because she has a lot to talk about. Sure. And she's got, she needs to set you straight. <laughs> so, Sarah, are you there? 
Well, I am here, but I'm I'm kind of rethinking whether I want to be on this show right now <laughs> based on those introductory comments. Did you hear that, Sarah? I can't believe my cousin Derek spoke like that. Oh, uh, Sarah, I like things that are unpredictable. Yeah. Come on. I like things. That, don't you think <laughs> men are unpredictable? Come on. Absolutely. Uh, no, yeah, Derek, I can tell too. you if you spoke to my wife, men are very predictable. <laughs> So, Sarah, tell us about XYZ University. We want to know where you're located. How can people get in touch with you and what's your mission statement? Go ahead. Platform is yours. Oh, sure. I love that. I love that. So our mission is to engage the next generation now, meaning that we are seeing tremendous amount of shifts in the workforce and in many, many industries, construction included. And we have to start planning for the future and be able to engage younger generations. We are based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. However, we are virtual and we do work all over the country and, in fact, in in other countries all over the world. Nice. Wow, I didn't realize that you guys had like a global connection there. Absolutely. I was just in Australia a few weeks ago. Oh, wait a minute. We um, did know about Australia. That's right. right. We yeah, did know about Australia, Australia and yeah. So here's the big beautiful question. Beautiful country. It is beautiful. Uh, did Brad, your husband, get to go to Australia or just you? No, it was just me, just me and another colleague from work, and uh, mm-hmm. and it was better that way. But don't tell <laughs> <me>. <laughs> we'll get into that later, Sarah. Um, awesome. So now, you guys, how how do people get in touch with you? What what's the website? Yeah, we are at xyzu.org or xyzuniversity.com. Okay, and folks, we'll get that up on our social feeds as well. So Sarah, I wanna just jump into the conversation. If I have a company, large company, 100 employees, and I have the typical complaint most companies in, in our construction business have, or even other companies that aren't in construction, I can't get the next generation. I have a hard time hiring the right people. I don't understand them. They don't understand us. Uh, and, and a lot of times it turns negative, right? It turns like that generation is nothing like the generation before and blah, blah, blah. Right, it right. becomes toxic. Right. You come in and you're kind of like the mediator. You educate and you all also help change our thinking, right? Exactly. Yes. Uh, we are really well versed on what these gaps are that are occurring into the workforce. And if we want to make it really, really simple for your listeners, it is it really boils down to this one thing. It boils down to the fact that in the past few decades, we've seen an unprecedented amount of change. And we have seen the largest shift in human capital in history. So when you think about it, Um, Back in the uh, 60s and 70s, we were still really in industrial era thinking and managed uh, workforce and organization. So this idea that you do A and then B and then C. Well, since then, largely due to technology, we have generations that have been raised really being um, collaborative, flexible, mobile, and they don't understand the linear thinking and processes. And hence, we have gaps, we have conflict. And we have turnover. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. A child growing up with all the technology today is completely different than a child growing up in the 70s or even 80s. Oh, yeah. Everything they're exposed to at at such a young age and the way they communicate 
which I think, and I, I don't mean this be, to be negative, but I think one of the weaknesses that I see in the younger generation is how to communicate one-on-one. -on -one. They're great with texting. They're great with emails and right, right. whatever else they do. But one-on-one, -on -one, when someone walks into our office applying for a job, it, it feels like there's some kind of wall up there. Do you find that, Derek? Well, I mean, I mean, Sarah, I'm sure you agree with that as well. Like, this is the perfect storm. It's been brewing for a while, correct? Oh, absolutely. This has been brewing for, for a while, yes. And I, I'm going to kind of um, challenge you on that communications point because we've okay. actually done uh, research with Generation Z. So this is people um, ages 10 to 23. And what's fascinating is a lot of times we think that they are so incredibly technical and so tech-savvy and that all they want to do is be on Snapchat and Instagram and all that. But what we found in our, our research is that they prefer to be communicated with face-to-face. -face. Wow. So they used to, yeah, so we're seeing kind of a return to the quote-unquote old ways, but um they love their technology for entertainment and for friends, but when they're real serious about relationship building, it's face to face. That's good to hear. Really? That's really good to hear. Because See, I'm, you always were wrong. My, I'm always on you my were boys, wrong. especially yeah. Jack, now that he's getting to the age where he's <laughs> going to start applying for jobs. Yes. I'm like, if I find out mm -hmm. you go into an interview and you look down and text in the middle of the interview, you're done. I'm hunting you down. Mm -hmm. Just to let you know, Sarah, Jack's in the studio today. So Jack's taking notes. Okay. He's taking notes from okay, his okay, father. Good. Yeah, exactly. But it's true. I mean, you know, it's one of those things I think we all did as parents, you know, like no phones at the table for dinner. And, you know, I remember my son when he was trying to get a date for the junior prom. It's a silly thing. But his, I'm like, don't you text her. You ask her face to face, mm -hmm. you know, and he did. And he did. And, you know, and he did it the right yeah. way. But I'm glad to hear that because... I, you know, what I see with the kids in our lives, in our family, too, is, yeah, they have their phones for entertainment and everything you just said. They do engage very well with us. And we, you know, have incredible conversations with them. But then I do see kids that disengage, but they tend to be kids you don't have a relationship with. They don't really know you. You know, they might feel awkward or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And you, you're, you're one of those people and companies that breaks that barrier, right? Yes, exactly. Yes, we're able to go in and identify the gaps and try to figure out what, what is the challenge with when it comes to recruiting and retention? Where are those employee engagement gaps? And how do we begin to create a stronger team and collaboration, understand one another, and yes, achieve a, a more productive, happier workplace? So you brought up the word team. Is that a struggle for mm -hmm. these generations? Uh, no. So Good. Uh, so what we see is that millennials, um, even though they've gotten a really bad rap, which isn't necessarily fair, but uh, millennials are extremely relationship-oriented creatures. They uh, love collaborating. They love being mentored. Um, in fact, we find that they disengage when those relationships aren't there. They feel like they really don't belong. And now with Generation Z, we're actually seeing the same thing. So these teens and 20-somethings that are coming into the workforce, they too love that face-to-face. -face. They are actually extremely driven for success, very entrepreneurial-minded. It's going to be great for the construction industry, um, I might note. And uh, they, they really crave those relationships as well. You know you know what hit me over the head? We had a little pre-production talk before. Yep, right. 
I didn't realize in, in talking to Sarah, it made me realize that the younger generation, this Generation Z, they grew up at the times where the world felt like it was falling apart in 2008 with the housing crisis and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and th- those kids, as they grew older, they heard about their older brothers and sisters graduating college. There's no work out there. Right. They spent all this money in student loans. You have to go to college. Well, oh. They've already did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they have tons of student debt. Right. And what they went to study for, there's no jobs available. So, so you think that, they lost hope? Is well, that what and, you're thinking? No, it's not. I'm not going to compare it to the Depression or anything no, like that. No, I didn't that, say that. Didn't it, say does, it. it does affect you. It, it, it does affect them in a certain way. Is that right, Sarah? Yes. So the millennial generation is, yes, they're the ones that uh, came of age right alongside the recession. They have been referred to as the delayed adulthood, failure to launch generation. They've really struggled with the transition from college to career, and they have more debt than any other generation in history. So Generation Z is looking at that, and they're going, oh, my gosh, I don't want to make those same mistakes. So we find that from a very young age, they're highly driven, competitive. They actually, for the first time in a long time, we're seeing that this very young generation is coming up. And they're saying they're they're driven by money. They want financial success because they don't want to make the same mistakes and live the same reality that the millennials did. Do you think with all this all this technology they're growing up with, do they do they lack empathy? Uh, no, I think that actually, well, and again, there's differences between millennials and Gen Z, but Gen Z. Um, actually, and this is a little bit, a little bit depressing, but they they have extremely high anxiety. Um, they're they're very very concerned about the future of the world and the future of their careers and their success, and they kind of carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. They don't address with they don't deal with typical teen problems. They're right. very serious. But you think about growing up in post nine eleven world, post recession. Growing up during an era of incredible political change and conflict, and they're obviously very well informed about what's going on in the world because of technology, so they kind of have this skeptical, jaded view, and they really want to change things. Um, so they're very inspired, and I and I, so I think they are actually extremely empathetic because of that. They're very worried about other people, other countries, and their own futures. Hmm. You just described my daughter. She's 17 years old. She's extremely driven, like to the point where she's a little too driven. Um, and she's mm-hmm. got a game plan. Get out of her way. You know, I used to pray for con- oh, yeah. I used to pray for confidence for her. I don't pray for confidence anymore because, <laughs> you know, seriously, <laughs> you know, but it's like and she's very empathetic too. I mean, she's got her flaws, too. But I realize, you know, the thing for her is that in this driven generation, you know, she definitely doesn't want debt. She wants to go to college. She wants to make strong, good decisions. She has music. She plays the piano and guitar and sings a little. But that's her outlet. When I hear music coming from her room, I knew she's had enough, right? She, she, needs, to, right. she needs to de-stress. And that's one of the things mm-hmm. I think that these kids, and that's my next, leading to my next question, is I think um, a lot of these kids in the younger generations need to find that outlet. Usually it's artistic or if the artistic kids do something business minded, it switches, you know, depending on how you're driven. But I wonder how do we connect to these kids? Like, like Dean and I, you know, we have a passion about the uh, trade schools 
and we speak at a lot of these trade schools and we it's for me it's a one-on-one that's when i start to see the fruit right but what are some mm-hmm. of your tips for any of us in business on how to connect to the x y and z generation yeah so first of all and this is going to sound extremely simplistic but first of all it's having dialogue it's having re- taking time to build those relationships you would be surprised <laughs> you would be shocked how many organizations we go in to work with and they still have a very hierarchical point of view. They still think, oh, you're young, you know nothing, you have to work your way up. And it's very important to realize because of the volume of change that's occurred in the past few decades, the increase in access to information and education, For the first time ever, everyone has something to learn and something to teach. Hmm. And that's transformational because since the beginning of time, we've had hierarchy. It's always the elder of any society has all the wisdom and all the power and everybody learns from that person. But now we're realizing, hey, we all have different skill sets. We all have different um, strengths and worldviews and perceptions and experiences. And we are actually a better team when we can sit down and learn from one another and teach one another and um, not not think that young people have nothing of value to contribute. Mm. Yeah, and I also add, I, I think we're going to see the pendulum really shift because in October, um, the UN, the United Nations, gathered and, and they put forth this initiative called Youth 2030, and basically they ushered up a call to all organizations and leaders to say, let's not just work for youth, let's work with them. And I think we're going to start seeing a lot more changes in organizations and how they think and approach management and um, that they'll seek to really engage these young people. That's great to know. I, I agree with that. I think you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Go you ahead, know, Sarah, Sarah, on the flip side, if you're talking to these uh, young kids or, you know, young adults, what advice do you give them when, when you know, they graduate college, they're going into interviewing some of these larger companies? What advice can you give them on how they communicate with uh, some of these companies that might be behind a little in this? Don't you like the way I worded that? I said it nice. You did say you said so opposite. You said it the way I would have said it. What my mind's thinking, but what my mouth said. It it was weird. Because if you knew what was inside my head, I know what's in your head, and I don't like it. Anyway, go ahead, Sari. I'll let you talk. Yeah, I think you're the troublemaker. Um, (laughs) You know, we actually tell them the same thing. Yeah, we tell them that you have to respect the fact that there's. There's history here. There's expertise here. But we actually, I'm going I'm to just be really honest. We actually find that young people are really, really open to learning from the older generations. We find the most resistance mm-hmm. from the older, uh, more experienced, seasoned professionals who kind of still have that chip on their shoulder that, hey, I've been here longer than you've been alive type of thing. Right. Um, there's nothing you can teach me. There's nothing I can you learn from you. You know what, though? You. You, bring that po- you bring that point out. It's funny yeah. because it, a lot of people who had a struggle to get into their position right. and they're older, they probably look at this mm-hmm. generation. And this generation, a lot of these young kids rise really fast, especially if you go to the tech world out in the West Coast. 
these young kids, 27 years old, selling out for millions and millions of dollars. And, and the older you know, men and women were like, you know what? I had a work. I started off in the mail room and, right, right. and they look and the younger generation does. They have because of the technology, their understanding. You put them in the right place. Mm. They can fly. Yeah, that's interesting, Sarah. I didn't really think. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I definitely want to hear more tips that you have because, as we, as you know, we're going to be talking long after the podcast and throughout the year, um, because this is one of our goals is to get to these these younger kids and 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 young adults. Is uh, anything that you have to give us, we'll be using that. But to think about the resistance from the older generation, it makes total sense. Because they were trained in a mm-hmm. different way. They learned in a different way, too. You know, there's a protective element around that, especially when someone younger is coming in. Are they taking my job? What's going on? You know, I mean, when really the place of strength is to support them and find a way in and work together. Like, I can totally see how that, you know, enhances both. And I, I, I think you're right. The, enha- yeah. the, the resistance is from the older generation probably is. No question. Absolutely. You know what? I was gonna I was gonna get on this interview mm. with Sarah, mm. and I thought at the end I'd feel really good about myself. You don't. I'm a <laughs> I'm a scumbag, honestly. <laughs> our generation our generation ruined everything, Derek. Absolutely everything. Sarah, what kind of parents are we, Sarah? <laughs> I was wait I was waiting for the spotlight to turn away from you and to him, and no, it happened. You know what I love it about this? Twelve stuff? minutes in. No, you know what I love about this What's too, this? because what? I wrote an article about this too, Masonry Magazine. Yes, you did. Talking about building the bridge. Yes. Between the next generations. Right. We we tend whatever older generation, younger generation. We tend to put everybody in the same box. We do. This, it's a generalization. This generation is lazy. Right. They don't work half as hard. Italians are fat. Yeah, and you know, talking about the young kids, all they do is text, and right. all they do is on their phone, and ble- they don't want to work. Mm-hmm. I had a. They don't get after school jobs where I had to rake leaves and all this stuff. Right. And when you do that, you ignore. A whole generation of people, and you make these. I'm telling you, I'm a changed man. Oh, Sarah, I am a totally Sarah. changed man, Sarah. I have seen the light. There you go. I have seen Woo. the light. I feel Progress. like I'm Generation Z. The only thing, the only oh, question I have, is when when does Generation Z end? <laughs> like what age? Twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, so the younger ones before them. You ran out of the last letter of the alphabet. What are you going to call the next generation? That, that kept me up last night. I was thinking, she ran out. Now she hit Z. What's the next generation? Right, would you, you, let, go back would to you let her speak? Let her speak. Dear Lord. Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> I'm glad we're making progress. Um, yeah, the youngest Zs are age 10. And... Um, it, it takes some time, you know, it, it's usually uh, when generations move into their teen years that we really begin to see what they value. But right now, the placeholder name is not very creative or inspirational for the mm. next generation, but it is currently Generation Alpha. Oh, really? Wow. Kind of reminds me of like yeah. the caveman yeah. days. I, I think you have to change that. You have the mm-hmm. power to change that, sir. We do have to change that, don't we? Yes. It's, it's kind of... Um, it makes oh, me well, think of alpha male, right? That's the first thing that came into my head is alpha male. Oh, interesting. That says a lot about me, I guess. Huh? Is that they're the first <laughs> generation to be entirely born in this century. 
Right. Yeah. In in the two thousands. Yeah. But it's still it's kind of it's kind of creepy and weird. I think. Yeah, it doesn't have a right right tone to it. No. So Sarah, I want I'm very curious as to how, what inspired you to open up your own company. Like what? Because you you opened you opened the company right. You got going and then Brad came along. We haven't really mm-hmm. talked much about Brad, but he is your partner in crime. Ixnay on the Brad thing. Ixnay right. on the Brad thing. Not, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever Why? since she went to Australia without him, he's not happy. Not doing. No, we're not. No. You didn't give me that uh-huh. note. I told you. Oh that. my gosh. Forget it. Forget it. Anyway, um, so Sarah, what really inspired you? As you know, we we have our own company and ran it for many many years. What inspired you to get going? Mm-hmm. So if I go way back, to the way, way back, um, I grew up with generational differences in my family because there is a 15-year gap between my older brother and I, and um, truly, I know it sounds crazy, but even as a child, I kept thinking, how is he so incredibly different from me when we were raised by the same parents? Well, he was a a baby boomer, an entirely different generation, Mm -hmm. and I'm a Gen Xer. So it kind of started there, but I have also just always been really intrigued and inspired by um, youth and uh, because youth set the trends and they always have. So when you look back in history, it's always every social shift, every, every major trend or change has always started with the youth. And so that is the key. That's the key to success. You're paying attention to what they're doing you can prepare for the future of your organizations. Wow. Which is huge. That is it's, true. It's a huge thing you bring to mm-hmm. companies because companies don't have time. They don't have the resources well, see, to figure you, this you, out. You just repeated what she said. I agree with you. The word time, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know that when we go to the trade school, when they come to do tours, we have to take time out of the day that's you know, maybe making profit or money and we're investing in that relationship. No mm-hmm. money's being made, but what's happening is future prospects right. are being created. Right, Sarah? I mean, you know, we're... That's right. Right. And it, it, you have to... I think we have a responsibility as a company, you know, where we work, you know, Plymouth Quarries, you guys at XYZ University, that's your mission. But I think we all have a responsibility to find that time to, you know, connect at least locally to the kids and let them know what you do as a business. You never know what kids going to like what they want to do. They don't know. They have ideas, but they need to, you know, try things out. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the word time. Time's the t- right. time's the enemy. That's the enemy. I mean, look at today. Yep. Today was a day. I'm sorry. I know you were jam packed today, Sarah. We were jam packed today. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough hours in the right. day to get done. Dean, what you and I need to get done. We go to bed thinking, oh, right. I didn't get to this. I didn't get to that. You get up the next day and you hit it again. And it's like, it's, it's like time is time's the thing. You got to make the time we got to do that. And you guys encourage people to do that. That's what I love about your company. So why bring the husband in? Why bring Brad in? You know, Sarah, I I apologize. I mean, (laughs) fixated on this. Yeah. Um, No, I'm curious as, no, I really think it's great that you're a family run business. And, um, how long Mm -hmm. have you two been working together? Cause you know, there's a lot of our listeners out there who I'm sure work in family businesses. And, you know, mm-hmm. th- it can be a struggle sometimes. Like Dean and I are a family business. You clearly know who leads that. Yes. Alpha. <laughs> Alpha. That's yeah. me. Alpha. Yeah. I don't think so. Anyway, go ahead, Sarah. Go ahead. Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. So Brad and I have been working together about five years. And what's really just kind of interesting is 
as I was doing work on uh, helping industries, including construction companies and manufacturing and other companies, helping them think about the future. In the meantime, Brad had actually grown up in a family business um, and owned a company in the industry. And he would come home and he'd be like, man, we can't find any talent. We can't keep talent. <laughs> and I would say, here's what you need to do. And, um, and he, but it was a constant struggle and he got really frustrated. And he said, you know, I think that we as an industry have to start thinking about change earlier. We have to be out there in the schools talking about this and we have to be changing our mindset and how we manage and lead. And what if I came and worked for you because I'm really passionate about this. I have lived it and I want to see it change. And I said, let me take six months to think about that. And eventually, that's That's a riot. That is awesome. Well, after getting to know the two of you, you two are very different. They work well. Yeah, you two are very different types of people. I think you complement each other. Very well, because you can't work with the same type of person. That's why it works for Dean and no. I. You know what I mean? That's why it works for us, yeah. too. So, Sarah, the one piece of advice, if, if I was a, a president of a, a small business or I was an HR in a, in a large company, the one thing mm-hmm. you would tell me, just one place to start when it comes to uh, the Generation Z, when mm-hmm. I interview them, the one thing you would say, like, yep. listen, right. listen, yep. don't listen. judge. Listen. Listen, be open to learning something, um, put yourself in their shoes, try, mm-hmm. to, try to understand what motivates them, ask them what they value, what the ideal workplace would be like. I think sometimes just having those conversations um, outside of the typical interview questions really get to know what drives someone. I think that's going to help a lot. We, we often, when we go in and we do wide-scale change within an organization, we will tell the leadership uh, to go through, we will advise them to go through this exercise that, uh, to talk to 30 people under the age of 30 in 30 days. So kind of 30, 30, 30. And, um, and just to ask a few core questions, uh, including the question, if our company wanted to engage the talents of someone like you and your peers, describe to me what the ideal workplace would be and, and what would really That's engage you. Yeah. And then and then the leadership gets back together and they share their key findings and and they quickly realize that, oh man, we are really dismissing them, we're stereotyping them, we're not we're not really on track to engage them and we gotta make a change. I totally agree with that yeah. because we do. You know, I, I was bet, telling I bet you, after having Sarah and her husband work with these companies, yeah, I bet the interview process, mm-hmm. the questions asked, are totally different than what they were. Oh, at the I beginning. bet, I bet they are too. I mean, this is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell you that you know what Sarah and Brad are doing is totally in line with what we're doing. It's in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the bigger umbrella. Yeah. We're a small piece of that. But you know, here's the other thing too, Sarah: is you must see a lot of the fruit of your labor, right? I mean, you must see change happenings. In, in the companies yeah. that you that hire yeah. you and you check back in in six mm-hmm. months or a year or two you you must start to see how they went down a different direction because of you know all the work you guys did together absolutely it's very rewarding That's and awesome. i really admire what you guys are doing and i'm going to challenge you oh, i'm going boy. to challenge you to go even younger 
So I know you're out there talking with um, high school and college, right? Yeah. So I would encourage you to go even younger. And the reason I'm saying this, and, and I know it sounds crazy because the three of us, we grew up in a different world. <laughs> we were thinking about very different things as teenagers. Um, but what we find is that kids as early as 12 years old are choosing their career paths. They're very, very wow. soon. 12? And they're already solidifying that. Wow. So we have to think even younger because every generation is getting smarter and is exposed to more information earlier. And um, high school is awesome. It's good. But I think we have to even go younger. So you're saying get into the middle schools. Mm-hmm. All right. That's yeah. it. That's one of our goals for 2019. <clears throat> I'm in. I'm yeah. in. That's it. That's one of our goals. I think they understand me a little better, to tell you the truth. Sarah, sometimes I just don't respond. You know what I mean? I Listen, just, Sarah, when, let it be what it is. When we did our first show, Rock Solid, <laughs> I was a star with 10 and 11-year-old kids. He was. The 10 and 11-year-olds thought okay. you were... Yeah, that's a sign. That's a sign. Yeah, I used to sign trowels. I used to sign trowels and send them around the country. I was big with that generation. I was big. And Sarah, I I was big with women over eighty. So I mean, go go figure. I mean, this way it was. Anyway, Sarah, you are absolutely the right person to be doing what you are doing. There's no question. I mean, think about it. No, you can hear it in her voice. I like your backstory. I love the fact that you know this is something that was early on in your thought process and here you are you created a company you're on a mission you're changing companies lives and their focuses and also you're connecting the the gap because we have yet to meet many people who can do this we really we really have and i'm sick and tired of hearing honestly and we probably are part of it too Everybody just moans all the time. I can't find help. This generation. I'm sick of it. I'm getting tired of it. I'm totally sick of that. You and I have changed that, though. We've changed that. It's like step up and then why don't you meet some of them and and talk to them on a one-on-one basis and don't make judgments. Right. And you'll be surprised. And that is Mm -hmm. one of the goals of Dean and I with Dean and Derek, you know, Inc. and also with Plymouth Quarries. uh, where we work as managers is that's we've tried to bring those two together because we really want to grow that, especially over the next five to 10 years. And then we're going to start seeing some of the fruit that you've seen and the work right. that you've done, right? Right. Right. Sarah, mm-hmm. do you go into colleges to talk to students graduating that have all this tension and they're all nervous about, am I going to get a job? How's this going to happen? Now the four years of fun is over and I'm realizing I have all these loans. That must be a huge amount of stress. It's incredibly stressful for young people. And, um, you know, the, I, I will say that it is better than what it was um, just a few years ago. And, and, and I'm not saying this to, to, to be um, mean or anything like that, but it's better because we have seen the retirement wave really hit. It's, it's really hit. And so now companies are really hungry for young talent. And so, there are more job opportunities available. It's it's freed up some of that talent pipeline that for a long time because of the recession was just at a standstill. So young people are more optimistic. A lot of times they're, they're entering their senior year in college. They already have jobs. 
um, and they're feeling like, yeah, I'm going to be able to tackle this debt. I at least have hope I have a job. Uh, but, you know, we, we as organizations, we just have to be so incredibly mindful of what's on the horizon. So increased yep. retirements, a very, very young workforce. Yes. Um, like I said, it's a huge shift in human capital. It's the biggest shift ever, but also the first big shift in 34 years. So, Sarah, I'm ready to graduate. And, I'm ready to graduate, right? And I'm going yeah. on my first interviews. If I got a chance mm-hmm. to sit down with you, what what is the piece of mm-hmm. advice you'd give to me when I walk into these interviews? What would you tell me that I should think about or that I should do? As a young student, I would say... Um, I would say be be really, really focused on what you want to do, what inspires you, and don't settle for a company that doesn't value you. Don't settle. That's good. Don't settle. Yep. Yeah. But but I should, like most of these kids, because the internet, you can get everything. I should do, if I'm interviewing for a company in a week, I should do my research on that company see what kind of business they do. I should still oh, do, yeah. like our generation oh, yeah. would do, we would still do our due diligence, oh, yeah. right? Absolutely. But yeah. I, 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 love, yeah. I like that. Don't settle. Don't be desperate and yeah. just settle. Well, a lot of kids, I think, take jobs because they feel the pressure of getting a job. You just take whatever is offered And then to they're you, miserable, right? and they're not, they've started with the wrong people. But, you know, eventually you make that decision to move on to the next thing. I think it's great to say to them, know why you're taking this job and know what the job is, right? I mean, that's what you're saying. Be wise about it. Have discernment and don't settle. Don't pretend it's something it isn't. Know what it is. I have to say, I would love, Sarah, I don't know if you do have this. I would love to see, do you have video content where you sit down? I mean, this would be great to do like an online Sarah class. Uh, maybe you could help it my marriage be. too. That could, would be fun. You have any marriage advice? Yeah. Maybe you could do one on marriage and stuff oh, like that. <laughs> I'm serious though. If you were like, <laughs> if you were like in an office and you're a leader of a company and you clicked on a video. I think that would be huge, yeah. honestly. So, Sarah, is that connected to your website? Do you have anything like that? Yeah, we do have some videos, and we're actually in the process of working on a whole suite of new online learning and courses. Fantastic. And, uh, man, it takes a lot of time to develop that, but oh, in yes. the next uh, couple months, that'll be releasing. So Beautiful. Be great. All right, Sarah, listen, we're coming to the end here. So why don't you just give a shout-out again about your company, the website, and how people can get in touch with you. Sure. So we're XYZ University, and you can find us at XYZUniversity.com. I'm Sarah Sladek, and I am so happy that I had this opportunity to chat with Dean and Derek today. <laughs> you, you are going to be, though, we, we do have a core group of guests. Oh, yeah. That I'm coming gonna, back. Yes. You're coming back, Yes, Sarah. because I think we're just scratching the surface here. I, think, I would love to get Sarah on. Yep. With someone like John Kemp, who's the head of CRH Americas, because he has a passion for He's that. He's talking too. about the same things. You and I would just have to step out yep. and just let them talk, which and would I, be hard for me, <laughs> but I, w- I think I would do it for that one. And I also think we should never play the card of how Brad's not invited to the podcast. Like, just because we're inviting Sarah doesn't mean Brad's not invited. I don't want to keep dividing I those just two. hope Brad That's got a un- stuffed koala bear or he, something. I got something from Australia. <laughs> he had to get something. something. He had a big Australia hat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sarah, thank you so much. All right. Listen, we'll talk to you soon. And thank you so much thank for coming you, on. You were fantastic. It was awesome. Thanks, guys. Okay. Talk bye, soon. Bye-bye. 
I learned a lot on this one. You did. You know I what? I did. I've been waiting years for you to admit. You didn't know all the stuff she was going to throw up there, though, either, though. No, it I makes you think I didn't say that. I'm, you let, you, once again, you cut me off. I was waiting for you to admit how judgmental you've been about the younger generation. <laughs> yes, such... you are. You're so judgmental. <laughs> anyway, listen, folks. Uh, this is Dean and Derek, and you can reach us at contactus at deananderek.com. Also on our Facebook and our Instagram, Dean and Derek. And um, we just had on XYZ University owner, Sarah Sladek. Fantastic company. If you're committed to the younger generation, you want to figure out how to connect to them, check out what they have yeah, to do. Yeah, call Sarah. Absolutely. Or I feel like I'm an expert now. You can drop me an email, too. I'll, I'll, I'll get you on the right path. Nah, no? I don't no. think so. <laughs> All right, we're signing off. This is Dean and Derek. <laughs>